Honestly, when I landed in London, I felt more excited to be in Europe than the idea of the RLCS. And that's probably because lately, I've been finding it difficult to get excited about Rocket League as an esport. Now, don't get me wrong, I love the game and I play it daily of course, and I was still very excited to catch up with and meet friends at the event, but when it comes to high level competition, it just seems like Rocket League was lacking something lately. There were no rivalries to be a part of, it didn't seem like there was much separating the same teams who compete season after season, and really flipping a coin through a bracket could just about do as good of a job as any analyst when it came to predicting who would win. Little did I know my entire perspective on what was possible for professional Rocket League was about to change. I was about to witness a once in a lifetime world championship, the likes of which I've never seen before, and probably won't again for a very long time. I'm Nox Phoenix, reporting on the greatest Rocket League event in the world, Worlds, Season 5. Stay with me. Now, let me clarify. I didn't approach the event with complete disinterest, and in fact, there were actually several storylines I was tracking very closely. The first of which was just how well were the OCE teams going to fare against the North American and European Giants. An answer that I wouldn't have to wait too long for since match one was Chiefs versus Evil Geniuses. Fan. That one looked like it was in, and now the counterattack will be Classics who gets there in time and passes it off to Preston Jibo with 10 seconds left. Three goals isn't going to happen. Evil Geniuses are going to have to take a loss, and we're going to be going to Game 5 in Series number 1 of the World Championships. Oh, could you ask for anything more? The Chiefs are able to bring this to Game 5. Like you said, this is going to be a great moment for us to see who can withstand this test of pressure. And then in Game 5... Slams into the blue corner, and they've got to pray for it. It's not going to happen. Chiefs take Series 1. Oh, and what a performance from the Chiefs to be able to come from behind to even that series up. And when it They didn't stop there either. Four, they also went on to make it all the way to Day 3 and finish Top 6 with the RCS. In the final countdown, they need the full core carry, but it's not going to happen here as Devo continues. He tries, but Torsas will put it onto the ground, and Chiefs move on to day three. A dominant display by the Chiefs. They've broken the records. They've made it to day three. They also took down EU for the first time in history, and it was a 3-0. Team Envy only had eight shots across It was exciting to be a part of watching the first time ever an OCE team advances in the upper bracket. Of course, all the eyes were on the Chiefs, who have always been number one in their region, but at a close second, Tainted Minds, last year's Pale Horse, returned to land for their second time in a row. I was able to catch up with them before their first match. They talked about everything from CJCJ explaining how they warm up together, we like to jump into like a, a match and just with ourselves and we just like to pass the ball around as much as possible and just, just go around in free play and just have some fun. So not too many rituals. Um, fun things they were doing in London. Uh, this is Yeah, this is my first time in London, so it was awesome that Rocket League can sort of take me around the world. Last season was my first time in Washington as well in, in America. So yeah, we, we spent it, we had a day on Tuesday, I believe, which was a day off for us. So we, we went and explored around London and saw all the sort of big touristy attractions, Buckingham Palace and Westminster and the London Bridge and stuff like that. So it was nice because last season we didn't get to sort of look around Washington and stuff. So yeah, London's not too bad. It's really good. <laughs> Kami as well. Yeah, it's my first time in London as well. And the first time I ever got to go overseas was through Rocket League and I went to Australia. So it was pretty cool. <laughs> He's, yeah, Kami's from New Zealand. He's the only New Zealander in the tournament. Yeah. 
they talked about what they thought their strengths as a team were. Yeah, so last season we had, it was myself, Kami, and Kia. Um, I think uh, we weren't as solid as a team because we had some communication sort of issues. Um, we, we, la- we lacked a lot of comms, which, which hurt us because a lot of the time we, weren't on the, we didn't have synergy, we weren't connecting, we weren't um, understanding what each person was doing. But we've brought Jules up and he's, you know, he can turn games on its head, he can carry games just off his own boot if you will of his own controller um and yeah his comms are really good so i think like we've gradually um grown into a much stronger team and a much more team oriented sort of play style which um really suits us and can put teams on the back foot without quick passing um there's always been those strong foundations as well because i've been a teammate with cj for a very long time like even when i was a sub i was still as his teammate so i think it's been over a year and a bit and Kami, I just gelled with instantly. So it was so easy to play with these guys and make our team very strong. They ended up not matching up to the unfortunately low seeded complexity and fell to the lowers in an 0-3 sweep, but showed that it wasn't quite the case that they didn't belong altogether in the tournament. By taking Team Envy all the way to game five and getting within one goal of eliminating them. Going for the save, gets a touch, Jules with a shot and that one is gonna hit just before the goal line, and we have overtime in game four. He could have been the hero, but here we go. A chance to close it out and move on. All or nothing at this point for Team Envy. And here's a ch- Another story thread that I kept on the beat of I'm Gina. I'm Pranobi. I'm Rizzo. Of course, G2, looking the best they have in a long time, and with a traditional good showing at live events. Everyone was fairly confident that they were a main contender this season, and should not be taken lightly. Talking with them before the event started showed that they were filled with confidence as well. I asked them how each of their personalities apply towards their team chemistry together. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like Crow's like a dad. I try to make sure people are, you know, hype whenever someone scores a cool goal. I'm trying to make sure if we do something good, I'm complimenting everybody. Um, but I, th- I think we're all very, uh, very good friends, like in comms, and we just, we just try to make sure it's a good atmosphere. They talked about the idea of having an advantage by playing on stage at a land before. I don't know how big of a factor it really is. It was so long ago. Um, it's more about playing in front of a stage and playing in front of a crowd and being comfortable with that. And I think everybody at this point, all the players who have been to previous RLCSs, been to the off-season land events, they have that pedigree now. So I don't, I don't think it plays a huge factor as much as it did like maybe back in, in season three or four. You know, the, the, the farther back you go, the more of an advantage it was. They were also asked what made them able to maintain their roster so consistently when other teams like to shuffle around quite a bit. A lot of times with like roster swaps and stuff like that, it's mostly a personality thing, whereas I think the three of us get along fairly well, I would hope. (laughs) (laughs) Something that I've always thought is interesting in Rocket League is even though the community can sometimes be a little toxic, the pro scene remains rather cordial. And other than some lighthearted trash talk on Twitter, everyone seems to remain friends. I asked Crow why he thought that was. I think it's just because a lot of us started from the same spot. It's kind of it's kind of grassroots. There was a time where there was there were no tournaments. We just did stuff for fun, just because we wanted to. Um, and I think that really makes everybody friends behind the scenes. There was like maybe three players who absolutely hate each other, but that's it. <laughs> Out of the whole scene, there's three players. Can we get that three. list. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But I, I really think it's that that those humble beginnings that we all had that really um, kind of bring us together. And it what makes like the, the even the slight trash talk we have now still pretty funny to us. No one really gets that offended. Finally, they were given an opportunity to talk about how they prepared for the event by coming over to Europe early and boot camping together. Um, the main purpose of boot camp is really just to get in the same room as each other so we can really um, start building that camaraderie and that confidence just playing with each other. That, that's a huge part of practicing is being together in the same room. Um, for this event, it was also very important to remove jet lag. Just get your early, get your sleep schedule fixed so that you're not tired on stage. Sure. It's easier to stay focused too. You don't have any distractions like at home. You can criticize each other's play easier because you're right beside each other, you know? It's yeah. not it's not online, kind of. You can say whatever you want, get away with it. <laughs> I was also really excited because I got an extra chance to sit down with J-Naps one-on-one and hang out for a bit, too. Professional? All right. I'm here with J-Naps um, on day two of the RLCS. Uh, but I also want to just talk a little bit outside of, like, Rocket League stuff and, you know, get to know a little bit more about them behind the scenes. Uh, so what is your favorite G2 meme that you've seen so far? G2 meme? Oh, it has to be, like, definitely a Rizzo or Kronobi meme. Just some funny picture or something with a good caption. I don't know. I don't have one in particular, but definitely a picture of Kronobi or Rizzo. Maybe even Jazzo. All right. Um, what do you think you would be doing right now if you weren't playing in the RLCS and instead just had like the summer off to do whatever you wanted? Well, last year I just graduated high school, so my plan was just going to university after, and then obviously Rocket League happened, and I took a year off. Uh, but after Rocket League, my university's still the plan. Okay. Probably business, going into university yet. Is there a specific job you want to do? Uh Not really. I mean, it would be cool to stay with video games if I could in the future. Something to do with computers, you know? Excellent, yeah. Um, so do you play any sports outside of Rocket League? Yeah, I've played soccer my whole life. Uh, I play badminton. I play a bunch of sports with my friends, not like competitively, but soccer and soccer, badminton, and like basketball are my main sports. Okay, we're gonna go ahead and explore that badminton <laughs> section of things. Uh, I don't, you played that competitively? Well, for school. Not competitively outside of school, but like a bunch of my friends, I like got our school, badminton was pretty popular, you know? It was just a fun thing to do in the winter when you couldn't play soccer, so. What does competitive badminton look like? Describe well, it. Uh, Give me a picture. Bunch of like diving on wooden floors. It's, it's like 1v1s, 2v2s. It's pretty crazy if you ever watch it. Uh, I just want to thank you so much for your time and wish you best luck, man. Do you remember uh, playing me and Perch Peach way back in the market 2v2 days? Oh my gosh. No, you remember that from yeah. me? No. Uh, what happened? Oh, I'm sure you guys won. No, you guys won. <laughs> it was me and Perch Peach on PS4. It was you and... Who was that teammate you always played with? Penguino. Uh, Penguino was Canadian. It was Penguino, I believe. There you go. I remember that. <laughs> you guys were enemies in the finals every time. Every time. <laughs> yeah, back in the day when I was in my prime. <laughs> Thanks so much, man. No problem. I've been a G2 supporter for quite a while, and with them looking so hot in the early season and in the regional finals, I thought this might be my chance to see them really shine at the LAN event. In a surprising turn of events, however, G2 were not able to take a series this RLCS. Oh, Rizzo's there, he's got full boost, but he misses. Here comes Krog, can he put it in? Keep him alive, he does! Evil geniuses, nobody believes it, but they stay alive and G2's going home. My heart goes out to the North American regional champs as I went into the event as a longtime Kronovi supporter and I was really holding out for a higher finishing place. 
From this point on, all eyes were on Complexity, Dignitas, NRG, and Cloud9. The latter of which has always perplexed me as a viewer. Cloud9 seems like such a powerhouse of a team, but always seems to struggle with consistency. They were almost in the tournament as a wild card. Were they going to be dominating force? Or were they going to struggle to sync up? I was able to catch them on day two after they had already advanced over Vitality to the semi-upper finals. One of the first things they were asked is if they predicted this to be an NA victory in the RLCS. You've got Squishy. Yeah, definitely. I think so. It's going to be the one. We have, we have such good talent in top three NA teams. G2, Energy, and us. Even EG has a chance, but I think we have a really good shot. Gimmick. Yeah, definitely. I'm not. I don't see you winning this one at all. Torment. I think it's hard to say, but we and it has a good chance, pretty much. With EU typically being the dominating region, I was curious as to what they thought was the difference in the past RLCSs and this one. Um, I think it's. I think there was a big difference. Um, you know, a few seasons ago, but I think it's you know more like developed and like NA is adapted to stuff EU does and like vice versa. So it's kind of hard to say. I think more of like teams have their own thing. It's not really like as much. Uh, sided towards like their what region they're in, I guess. Yeah, I find it really similar. Everyone's just super fast now. There's no like real difference between the regions. I don't think. Yeah, I, I'd say top NA teams are way better at just not missing sometimes than EU teams. Yeah. That's all. That's all it is. Not messing up. Cloud9 is a team of really good days and some not so great days, and they actually had a few words to say about what they think those inconsistencies come from. It kind of all just comes down to how we feel individually, I guess. We really base like we kind of play off each other, and if one of us is not doing well, it might take us. Our team play might take a hit, and it might be harder to play around, I guess. Yeah, I think exactly what he said. It all comes down to if we're all feeling well in the day or not. Yeah. I think when we play well, I'm scoring a lot. <laughs> I've noticed, but that's not. Sometimes they're just not given the opportunities, but that's more my fault. But I'd say it's more usually how I play, when we would do well and do better. They even had some advice for how to navigate solo queue. Randoms. Uh, usually I just try to let them do their thing and make it as easy as possible. Like if, and I don't like, you know, completely trust them, I guess. Well, so, like sometimes like at Grand Champ, you'll recognize who you're playing with and you remember how they play, I guess. So sometimes it's based on that, but yeah, usually just trying to play safe and you know, not completely trust them, but like trust them for some things, I guess. It's kind of hard to, it's hard for everybody. Yeah. You can either do it, Tormer said, or just try to do everything yourself. Yeah. If you think you're good enough, those are like the two options. Yeah. I'd say just don't let him, or carry him, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, score everything. Or don't solo queue. It is interesting that these three players gravitate towards each other to form a team. They're also stone-faced and serious. Not so much as cracking a joke when we were interviewing them. Which is something that actually came up when I was able to catch up with Gimmick before they started their first match for the day. Who would you say is the funniest person on your team? Funniest? Yeah. <laughs> Not Torbit. <laughs> Torbit. Torbit's so, like, stone cold. Usually he's not the funny type of guy. Well, that's cool. I like him for that. Squishy, definitely. Me and him, we play a lot. Sometimes we just, you know. Do you have any tips for keeping a good attitude with maybe you're in, like, in a tournament, you drop game one or two, and you need to make a comeback? Mm, I think it's more just focusing, focusing up. Know when you have to focus, when you need to like relax a bit. Alright, uh, what do you think the funniest fan interaction you've ever had with someone in the community is? Mm, 
I don't think I've ever had any, to be honest, but I saw Rizzo sign someone's head once. <laughs> yep. Cloud9 ended up finishing fourth after falling to Dignitas in the lower bracket. At this point, the tournament seems to follow a script, as if it were written to have the most dramatic outcome possible. Dignitas, the EU crowd favorite and the likely prediction to win, climbed their way back through the lower bracket, knocking out both C9 in a sweep and complexity right afterwards, came back to face the North American powerhouse NRG, who making it to the grand finals had only conceded a handful of goals and dropped only two games through the entire bracket. Moving into the grand finals everyone had hoped for, all eyes were on one player in particular. Uh, my name is Justin Morales, I go by Justin JSTN, uh, from Energy Esports. Justin is one of two rookie players new to the RLCS scene. His first big showing was on Out of Style and last season's RLRS, where he made a name for himself pretty much solo carrying the team to make it into the RLCS, which was a bit of a transition. It's a lot faster, and I feel like the players are a lot smarter. And like, sometimes I get lost, like, I'm like wait, what's going on? Like, I'm like, but I feel like I'm starting to get used to it. I'm starting to like, more scrimming more, starting to get like, in me, I know exactly what's going to happen all the time, I know where to be. But other than that, like, from RLRS to RLCS, it's been a lot faster and a lot smarter gameplay. After that, he gets drafted up to the top North American team, NRG, in place of Jacob. It was his first showing at a lane of this size, with so much pressure and before such a large crowd. However, as their upper bracket rounds showed, he handled it all better than well. the corner. I think he'll be happy to see overtime. Nice carry from Justin. He's also got options around. Justin! Takes the whole way off the backboard. Here's Spider Just able to clear the lines, but only for a brief second, because Justin is going to win it for NRG. What a play from Justin, tapping that to himself, and then the air dribble over the top. Able to handle that perfectly, using it any way possible. He puts it away for the team. Energy up on top. Oh, rolling up means it will slow down the play. Over to Justin. Gonna put it off the backboard. He does it again! Traditionally at the RLCS lands, Energy has had some trouble showing up. But this wasn't something that was particularly on their minds at all. Um, to be honest, I kind of think people over-exaggerate that. I mean, we got third, you know, our first time as a roster with Jacob. And then, um, you know, last wasn't that unexpected. You know, we kind of kind of were pretty bad the entire season. Um, to be honest, I think we're a completely new team this time. We're not even thinking about, you know, last season. We're not even, you know, an ounce of the same play style we were last season. So I feel like uh, we have a pretty good chance and I'm pretty confident. You, everyone? Um, well, I'm a bit nervous. This is my first season, <laughs> but I'm more excited than nervous and I'm really looking forward to doing it. It's just a crazy opportunity and stuff. So I'm not going to try to let it go to waste because of my nerves. So I'm just super excited. Um, yeah, I mean, to go on is like what Garrett said, I feel like that whole stigma about us unperforming on land specifically is a little bit exaggerated because besides the last place finish last season and then first season, they, they weren't even a part of, that was just me. Um, that was like, I don't know, it's like a completely different roster and that has nothing to do with us three now. And to be honest, every single land going into it, if we've done bad, I've always felt like, all right, we might lose or this could go pretty bad. 
But this season, I feel like most confident I've ever been with the roster going through LCS line. And they backed up their words, making it all the way through the upper final, taking out the European giant Dignitas in their path. Now, just because they were able to dispose of Dignitas with a 3-1 earlier did not mean it would be that easy in the grand finals. The returning champions would not go down without a fight. Perhaps the reason they were struggling is it appeared the European region MVP KDOP was having some issues on the pitch earlier in the tournament. Now KDOP, he's whiffed the ball. There's going to be another goal. KDOP must have run out of boost during this challenge because there's no way KDOP would miss a save like this. But he did, just that position. He was out of position. He tried to go up for that, but he wasn't able to get the trajectory on it. He had about 30 boost when that went by him. Had, they had someone trying to bump net as well. Oh, that's another bad save, and there's the follow-up. What is happening in defense? I honestly don't know. I mean, these shots are all on target, which is definitely forcing defense, but Turbo, Pulsa, and KDOP both going for that. I'd like to think Turbo had the better touch. He could have put you to the corner. KDOP maybe thinking there was no other choice. Maybe he's getting in his own head. This is so uncharacteristic of him. But all throughout the lower bracket matches in day three, KDOP looked awake. So it would appear we were going to see Dignitas at their true potential against the dominating NRG. And it seemed like NRG did not quite know what they were in for. And now Panda, he's got to open a tap on absolutely everyone! One at a time, he caught them out of position! Guaranteed left with no choice. He had to go. You'd have a choice. Crucial block. Fighter Panda looking to get there. Very little boost on the side of NRG. They've got no options, and they've got no chance of saving that. Firebrenner, last man back, tried to drop into the corner. Kate up and Turbo. It was looking scary, and as an NRG fan, it was tough to watch. But in a magnificent turn of splendor, against all odds when faced with a mental challenge of a comeback, NRG rallies up and brings the fight back, leading us to Game 7 in the Grand Finals. Both teams now operating at full power. It's looking like we're heading into overtime, when there's only a few seconds left in a 2-2 game, and all of a sudden... Puts it straight out! It's gonna be over to Kainar! It's almost there! Follow Scott! Shot unanswered from Kanop! All season long, he's had support from Turbo! And he won't let up now! Four seconds left! Like all hope was lost for NRG. As Turbo knocked one in with just four seconds left of regulation time. Scoring against Dignitas had proven to be a difficult enough feat for this entire tournament, but doing so with just four seconds left seemed impossible. But. As long as you're holding on to the dream. NRG need this immediately. They've got to kick off in their favor. Kadoff tries to clear. It is almost there. It just hasn't hit the floor. Final Panda puts it the long way. And it's almost there. Justin keeps it alive. Turbos are there. Bounces into the corner. NRG still around. Justin is there for the shot. Justin! Justin! This is Rocket League! overtime where the next team to score would be crowned world champions. The nerves in this moment are something I can't imagine. 
and it may have been too much because in just a few seconds there's a rotational mistake causing two energy players to bump each other. He needs to go open for Turbo, does what Turbo does, and Dignitas takes home the win. Turbo pulls the ribbon up high, gets the flick, Turbo! Three-time world champion! Game seven overtime, bracket reset. I was fortunate enough to get to sit down with Dignitas after their huge win and hear what they had to say. Max Phoenix live from Manfield. Uh, I want to know, what was the difference between your upper bracket match versus NRG the first time and what came back in the uh, in the grand finals? To be honest, we, were, we just weren't prepared for them yet. This is violent and, uh, We didn't have a good day. Uh, we could have done better that day. So we just put our minds straight, went into the next day and went slowly on, started getting better and finally we got on the final and beat them. K-Dop chimes in. The first day I take it for me to be honest, I didn't play really well. And I think I, yeah. <laughs> and I think it's a big deal, like it's for me. I asked if there was anything specific they picked up from watching NRG in their other matches that they used to adapt and strategize to take them out in the grand finals. Honestly, no. We just played our game. Uh, like I said, we just didn't have a good day the first time we played them. But if we have our day, nobody can really stop us. We know that Justin and Gout is one of the fastest players in the game, if not like the fastest players. So we just knew we had to be one step ahead of them and be like one step um, like away from the ball. Like so we can uh, Try to be careful. Yeah. So we can take the ball before them, so they have no chance of doing anything. When we played NG the first time, we were uh, getting pushed back in defense the whole time because we were getting beat by balls. We were not being careful with our boost control. And after that, uh, today, we just tried to field over, have a better field overview, just manage our boost, manage our play style, and try to keep the rotation up. They mentioned that the crowd actually played a big part in their win. Honestly, I, uh, yeah, well, EU crowd was amazing. It's the best crowd that's ever been in, at RCS. But uh, honestly, I think it was just because we came from the lower bracket. That's why we were the favorite. They kept seeing us. And eventually against Complexity. Complexity is also a EU team, big favorite. Uh, but uh, the crowd was for us and we could hear that and it was amazing. They talked about the reaction to when that last second goal went in. I tried to keep my teammates motivated as possible. Turbo tends to uh, lean back and shit my fault. <laughs> uh, but uh, I tried to keep him up and uh, tried to keep him in the game. Well, I literally own goals. And finally, I got an answer to my question. How much of a factor does nerves play when you're in Game 7 overtime of the World Championships? For me, personally, I can answer for myself, not much. I was happy with second place, I just got into the... Well, of course, our first place is always better, like I said on stage, but uh, I was happy with second place, with what we've done today already, before the match. But uh, I was just going in with a straight face. If we lose, it's fine. If we win, even better, but I wasn't really nervous at all. Yeah, I wasn't nervous at all. Um, I've been at the, like, the stages so many times, so I've gotten used to it. Obviously, the crowd helps. It's a great atmosphere out there. So, um, it's one good example. The crowd in the E-League when we lost against G2, that was 
and the crowd was really against us and that uh, really got onto us and they came back and won the eight against us and having a crowd behind us now was amazing. Yeah, 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 sorry. I feel like now that you guys have won, I can actually ask this question. Compared to Dreamhack, how much are you guys going to celebrate tonight? Uh, we're going to get drunk. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> things were clear at this RLCS. First, Garrett G and Justin are clearly the best mechanical players in the world. They've taken recovery and car control to a whole new level. But mechanics alone don't win championships, and Dignitas is clearly the best team in the world. They're able to sync up in split-second passing plays that world-class defense struggles with. But on a larger level than that, I realized something more. Rocket League seems to have hit its stride as an eSport. It is clear even within the top eight teams in the world that there are two to three that stand out beyond the rest. There were more sweeps in this land than I have ever seen, and watching the finals, it was clear that teams weren't just trying to wait until mistakes were made, because that was not gonna be enough to win. Players were getting creative and taking risks leading to amazing ceiling shots and double touch finishes. Dignitas had to truly figure out how to outplay NRG to come out on top, which is what Rocket League has needed for so long. I was actually able to catch up with Snasky right outside of the event afterwards, too. What were just your thoughts going in your head as you watched that match? Justin is nuts. <laughs> yeah, and still that they uh, didn't come out with the win? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, NA is so mechanically good, and EU is just so team-wise good. Like, it's, in, it's incredible. All right. Well, thank you so much, man. You're welcome. All right. We gotta shake, even though we're not a camera. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Well, it's, it's just the formality. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll see you later. See ya. And the friend I made back in season three in LA, Scallop the Callop, had some words to say. I think the best, right. the best Rocket League I've ever witnessed. That's the only statement I need to give, and the only statement you're gonna get. <laughs> I've lost my voice. Wait, so I'm not getting any other statement. Who are you rooting for? Dignitas from day one. What, what went through your head when, at zero seconds, they brought it into overtime? Energy. I think that was, that was a thing I kept saying, which was just, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, That's a thing now. And, and throughout the whole final, I was just going, oh. <laughs> oh. I was so glad to make it and be a part of this event alongside so many others. And it was great getting to meet some of you Manfieldians as well. Like, crunchy goodness, it's crunch time. Speaking of space aliens that adapt to uh, human traits. He was referring to a family-themed 5K where a bunch of people were running through a bunch of colored bubbles and getting it all over their clothes and faces. This is like the pre-competition, right? The race? You think the players are in this? Yeah. And of course, Memphis Enchanté. What's this? Bread. No. Bread. No. One and beans baguette. It's a baguette. Is it really? Yep. As I ordered it, the guy's like, "Oh, you want a tuna baguette?" Do you guys put sandwiches on baguettes? Actually, yeah. He was really upset because they had sandwiches on croissants in there. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> In America, we call those croissant sandwiches. <laughs> 
All right, Memphis, it's time to go in the bubbles. There's actually a blue one over there, so that's why people are all different colors. I think there's also a green They collect one. all the different colors. Yeah. Oh, the, I mean, I'm seeing the, the shirts now. It's called the Bubble Rush. This looks like a load more fun than the RLCS. I don't know what we're doing. There was also Addy Rowe, Atomy, Sunless Con, and so many more that I'm really sorry for forgetting right now. I've attended all but season two of the RLCSs, and I must say this was by far the greatest one. I want to take this time to say thank you to Psyonix for providing Live from Manfield with media access to the event. Big thanks to Stephanie from Psyonix for doing an amazing job setting up interviews and hosting us at the event. Thank you to all the teams that we got to talk with, and especially Gimmick and JNAPS for making time to talk with me. Special thanks to Ninja Seb fan, Vodka Ice, and Froka who helped out a ton by gathering the stream moments that you heard in this episode, and to Rocket League Esports for the use of those streams. And of course, huge thanks to our Patreon supporters who, without you, this trip and episode would not be possible. If you are a Patreon supporter or decide to become one at patreon.com slash lfmanfield, we have exclusive bonus content coming to you. All of the interviews that I had at LAN will be released in their unedited format, as well as two bonus interviews that were not in this episode, including Team Vitality and Team Envious. I can't wait to catch everyone at the next RLCS, but until then, I'm Knox Phoenix, and may the face-offs be ever in your favor. <laughs>